Hallelujah. Do you know what he said? I want you to think of this. We, we look at all that's going on here on the earth, and we're going to have enough to finish this thing. Think about what he's given us freely in Christ, of the fullness, of, of Christ's fullness. Christ has received all the fullness of the Godhead, and we're complete in him. And everything that he's given us is eternal. That means everything he's given us is going to extend to eternity. It'll never run out. It'll never diminish. It'll only increase. It'll never, you don't have to worry about, is there enough? Is there enough to go around? It's, it's ever expanding. That's incredible. So set your thinking there. Not over there, but over here. Set your mind, your new mind on things above, not on things of the earth. I know it's hard to do sometimes. That's why he said to set it. Because you know why? It won't automatically go over there and set. You've got to set your mind on things above. Life and death. Choose life that you may live. Ooh, glory. Well, we've been talking about the kingdom. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's what it's all about. We've covered joy and we've covered peace and I started on righteousness and I'm going to, by the grace of God, finish righteousness. But if I don't, I can finish it later, huh? Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word and we just thank you for your righteousness, Father. We thank you that we are complete in you. And that is so peaceful. That is so full of joy and unspeakable and full of glory. And we thank you for all that, Lord. And we thank you for your word today. Lord, we again want to thank you for the rain. We just thank you so much, Lord. We like green better than we like death. We like to see the green grass growing. And we thank you, Father, you've sent it so we can watch it grow. And, Father, we thank you for your words. And you said, Lord, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. Woo! As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. This is what we're going to grow by. It's a sincere, pure word of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Hebrews chapter 1. God, who at sundry times and divers men have spake in past times unto the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom we are made the, he made the worlds, who being in the brightness, ooh, Jesus being the brightness of his Father, the glory and the express image of his person, the Father, upholding all things by the what? Word of his power. When he had by himself, say by himself. He didn't need our help. Purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels. I meant better than the angels. And hath by an inheritance attained a more excellent name than they. For unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. How many times has he ever said to one angel, This day, my son, this day have I begotten you? No, not once. He's the only begotten son of the Father. Amen? Amen. But after he rose and Mary came to him, he said, Mary, you go tell my disciples, I go to my father and your father. I go to my God and your God. He didn't say it to angels, but he said it to you. He said it to every one of you. You're my son. You're my daughter. 
I will be to him a father, and he to me a son. And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten, that means there's going to be a second begotten, a third begotten, a lot of begotten's. Into the world he saith, and let all the nations of God worship him. Of the angels he said, Who makes his angels spirits, and his ministers a flame of fire? But unto the Son he saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever a scepter of righteousness. What is it a scepter of? What are we looking at? Righteousness. That's his throne. You think he wants us to understand righteousness? Do you, do you think he wants us to understand who we are? At a sepulcher of thy kingdom. You have loved righteousness. And that's what I'm calling this today. You've loved righteousness. Jesus loved righteousness. What does he mean? He agopied righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above your fellows. And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hand. They will all perish, but you remainest, and thou, they shall wax old as doth the garment. Oh, come on now. And as a vesture, thou shalt fold them up, and they shall be exchanged. If you got changed, just mark it out of your Bible. It's exchanged. Okay. But thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. But to which of the angels said he at any time? Set at my right hand until I make your enemies thy footstool. Are they not all ministering spirits? Sent forth to minister for them, that's for us, who shall be heirs of salvation. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things we heard. Come on now. I'm not going to read that other. But I want you to see something over here in the next chapter, chapter 2. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that Jesus, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. What did Jesus have to die with? Grace. He, by the grace of God, should taste of death for every man, for it became him for whom are all things, by, of, of whom are all things, bringing some sons to glory. Many sons to glory. How many? Many. To make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. For both he that sanctifies and they who are sanctified are in union with one. They all become in union. And he is not ashamed to call them brethren, Amen. saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the church, I will sing praise to thee. Oh, thank you, Lord. You know what? And again, I put my trust in him. And behold, I and the children. You know, it doesn't say much there. It? Behold, I and the children. But if you go to Isaiah, and this isn't in the notes. It's just extra. Behold, it says in Isaiah, I and the children whom the Lord has given me are for signs and wonders in the world. Why are we here? Why are we here? I and the children you have given me are for signs and wonders in the world. Don't think you're just here just to make a paycheck. You're not here. You're here to be a sign and a wonder. Everywhere you go, you're a sign and a wonder. That wasn't there by accident. That has a purpose. I and the children who have been given us are for signs and wonders in the world. Wow. I will put my trust in him. All right, we know the rest of that, but I like it anyhow. There's no place to stop when you start. For as much then as children are partakers of flesh and blood, he likewise himself took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that hath the power of death, that's the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. So what's happened to death, Pam? It's finished. Fear of death is no longer existence for the Christian. Deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. No more. 
He destroyed him. What does that mean? He destroyed him. That hath the power of death. It's finished. It is finished. You don't have to go there anymore. All right, back to my notes. You have loved righteousness and hated iniquity. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, God has made Jesus to be sin for us who knew no sin, that Jesus might make us the very righteousness of God in Christ. Very righteousness of God in him. That word righteous means the character. It means the nature of God. Christ has made in us the very character and the very nature of God. That's powerful, guys. The very character and nature of God. That means made is the word that says come into existence. He's made us come into existence, the very righteousness of God. We are living by the righteousness of another. His very own righteousness. Philippians 3, 9, Paul gave us everything. He says, Paul said, I gave up everything for the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. And being found in him, when I meet him, I will be covered with his righteousness. When I meet him, I will be covered. I will be in his righteousness, not my own righteousness, which is of the law. I will be covered with his righteousness, not my own. Hebrews 5.11, we have much to say, Paul said to the Hebrews here. I said, it's Paul. I believe Paul wrote Hebrews. If you want to argue with me, I don't care. I still believe Paul wrote it. Amen. Give me an amen. amen. We have much to say, hard to explain, since you become dull of hearing in your spiritual hearing and sluggish, even slothful in achieving spiritual insight. That's a little different version. But I want you to see something. Why had they become dull in hearing, spiritual insight? Why was he writing this letter to the Hebrews? Because there was Christians going back under the law. And even to this day, when you are under the law, there's a veil over your eyes, and you can't see to the end of the thing. There's confusion. You become dull of hearing because you've gone back under legalism and works. He said, for the time, you ought to be teachers. You have need that one teach you again. Of those that have need of meat and not strong, of milk. And, and, and he said, why are you on milk? Because the law is milk. It's the law is our schoolmaster to grow us up, to bring us to Christ. You're still, strong meat belongs to them that are full age. What do we talk about full age? Finished, mature. Even who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Amen. We can discern from that tree of knowledge of good and evil. When you're around someone and it's telling you something, you can discern immediately if this is coming from the wrong tree. Uh-oh, come on, don't shout me down. Is this coming from the wrong tree, the knowledge of good and evil, or the tree of life? There is a difference. Amen? Okay, in Hebrews 6, 1, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ. What are you saying? Let's leave them. Let's go on to maturity. What? Let's go on to maturity. Let's don't lay again the foundation of all this stuff that we have to do. He says, for we will go on if God permit. God doesn't permit sometimes. Why? Because your foundation's not right. Except the Lord build a house, they labor in vain. And there is no foundation, Paul said, but that which Christ laid. And the job of an apostle is to lay the right foundation. Did you catch that? Make sure no other foundation can any man lay than that which Jesus Christ laid. Every foundation that's laid has to be laid on what he's done for us, not what we do for him. 
Amen. Amen. He's the author and the finisher of our what? Faith. Oh, looking into Jesus, the author and finisher. Leaving the principles, it says, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection. Remember we looked at that word today? That's really maturity. Maturity. It means the finisher of our faith. It is the finisher. Now listen, we can never go on into that place of maturity until we understand the word of righteousness. I missed that, didn't I? You didn't hear that. In Hebrews 5.11, we have much to say and explain since you become dull in your spiritual and hearing and sluggish, even slothful in achieving spiritual insight. Everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. You with me? As long as you're on milk, you're not understanding the word of righteousness. See, the word of righteousness is we've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Until we understand that, we can never be mature. You're a child as long as you don't understand that you are the very righteousness of God. Is that what he's saying? Until you understand you're the righteousness of God, you're on milk and not meat. Oh, oh, thank you, Lord. You can never enter into its finish till you understand the word of righteousness. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to all everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed. Oh, from faith to faith. For the just shall live by faith. It's faith in his faithfulness. Oh, thank you, Lord. Okay. Colossians 3, 9 and 10. Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on. That word put on means sink into a garment. To sink into the garment. Into the garment. Into. Steve said, I'm hung up on two words, exchange and into. Just get over it. Because it's true. I am hung up on them. The new man which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created him. God created man in his own image. I heard Steve preach on this one day. And I heard him. God created man in his own image in the likeness of man. In the likeness of God created he him male and female. Now God created us in the very image. Colossians 3.9 says what? That we have been which is renewed in the knowledge of him after the image of him that created us. We've been recreated back to the image of him that created us. The very image. Not slightly, but the very image. And even better, because we are partakers of the tree of life. Adam and Eve didn't. Oh, 1 Corinthians one thirty. but of him are you in Christ Jesus who has made... Unto us, wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. It's all right there. God made it. Why? So that no flesh would glory in his presence. God did it himself. Why? So that no flesh would glory in his presence. That according as it is written, let him that glory, glory in the Lord. Romans five seventeen. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they that receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. What is righteousness? It's a gift. 
Receiving the gift of righteousness, right character, right quality of God. It's everything God is, is the righteousness of God. A gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. What does it take to reign in life? Receiving the gift of his rightness. It's God's rightness. Everything, everybody under the law had all these laws trying to get to the place where they could please God. We have been given the gift of pleasing God. Second Corinthians 9, verse 8 through 10, I'm going to read it all. It says, it is written, he has dispersed abroad, he has given to the poor, and his righteousness remains forever. How long is forever? And his righteousness remains forever. Now he that ministers seed to the sower, both ministers bread for your food, and multiplies the seed sown, and increased the fruit of your righteousness. Now catch something. God is the one that gives you seeds to sow and bread to eat, but he multiplies the seed sown, and the seeds sown brings forth fruits of righteousness. Did I say it clear enough? The seeds you sow increase the fruits of your righteousness. Hebrews 12, he's talking about correction. Now, no chastening for the present seems to be joyous but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of what? Righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. What's the goal of this God's discipline in us? For us to be a partaker of the fruit of righteousness. It's good. James chapter 3, verse 17 and 18 says, And the fruit of righteousness, what is it? The fruit of righteousness is sown. Well, let's go back to what he's talking about earlier, sowing. God gives you seed to sow. So righteousness has seeds to, to sow. The fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. We can sow the fruit of righteousness. It's sown in peace of those that make peace. Remember Isaiah 32? Then judgment shall dwell in the wilderness, and righteousness shall, about, about verse 15 through 18, remain in a fruitful field, and the work of righteousness shall be peace, and the effect of righteousness, quietness and assurance. And my people shall dwell in a peaceable habitation in quiet resting places. The work of righteousness in your life is peace. Now, if you don't have peace in your life, you're not partaker of his righteousness. The fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. So what is the fruit of righteousness? Peace. What is the fruit of the exchange life? Peace. Righteousness. Then follows righteousness is peace. It's the fruit. And when the fruit comes, there's joy in the Holy Ghost. So why in the world would you want to go any place but the kingdom of God? So if you don't have righteousness, peace, and joy, you know you're over in the other camp. So get out of there as quick as you can. And you know what's so wonderful about getting out of there? You know how long it takes? Well, you've got to fast 40 days. You've got to study. You've got to... Oh, no. That's that old way, isn't it? That never accomplished anything. It's that quick. It's a change in the way you think. You know, I told the pastors one time, said, when Jesus said, wild is a way that leads to destruction, and many be that go therein. 
Narrow is the way, straight is the gate that leads to life, and few there be that find it. What have I got to do? Think right. The way to life is the way you think. The narrow way is the way you think. And the way you think is to think with that new mind that he's given you. Not the old mind that's not subject to God and never will be. Narrow is the way that leads to life is to think the new life. By the new and living way. It's a new and what? Living way. Ooh, I'm getting goosebumps. I'm preaching myself happy. Oh, Lord. Psalms 85.10 says, Mercy and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Mercy and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. There's a father and son picture. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Ooh, I and my father are one. We're going to come and make our abode in you so that you can fellowship with us. Is that good? Isaiah 61, 11. For as the earth bringeth forth her bud, and, the, and the, as the garden caused the thing that's sown in it to spring forth. You know, after this, whatever sown is going to come forth. How many of you know there's a lot of weed seeds out there too? How many of you know it's going to come forth? Do you know every seed that's sowed in this area is going to come forth now? Why? Because the rain's going to cause it to come forth, whatever's sown there. Now, let's don't stop there. For as the rain brings forth her, her bud and, and the garden causes the things that's sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring before all nations. He gets that. Just as that rain's going to bring forth seed. God is going to cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all nations. Woo, he's in the process of doing that. Isaiah 62, 1 and 2, he says, For Zion's sake I will not hold my peace. For Jerusalem's sake I will not rest until righteousness goes thereforth as a brightness and salvation as a lamp that burns. And the Gentiles will see thy righteousness and all the kings your glory. And you will be called by a new name. How many of you have a new name? Which the mouth of the Lord shall name. In Revelation it says that he that overcomes, I'm going to give him a new name. And it's going to be written upon a white rock. And it's the new name you have in the exchange life. You're not who you were. You're not who you were. I remember one night praying in bed and I said, Lord, what's my new name? And he said, let me give you a hint. He didn't tell me the name. He just said it means enlightened. Have you ever asked the Lord what your new name is? Might ought to. It means enlightened. Oh, thank you, Lord. I don't know the name, but I know what it means. Oh, thank you, Lord. In Romans chapter 6. Know ye not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey, whether sin into death, not unto, it's into, sin into death or obedience into righteousness. How many of you want to be into righteousness? There's that word again, Steve. I can't help it. Every place I sit, I'm going to change it into. We're into righteousness. We don't just have it. We're into it. It's a garment. We put it on. Amen. We're into it. Oh, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. 
From out of faith into faith is what that says. Reveal to take the covering off. It's been taken off to, to, to show it to us. Romans 5.19 says, As by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. We've been made the very righteousness of God. We are God's righteousness here on this earth. On this, earth. this is a whole new way of thinking. 1 Timothy 1.9 says, The law was not made for the righteous man. How many of you know the law is not made for me? So why would I want to go back to it? Also, not only that, the Bible says that the Gentiles, which have not the law, have you ever know the law was never meant for you? Right. Unless you're a Jew. Is there any Jews here? No. So why do you want to be under the law? Because the law is not made for the, the Gentiles. It's made for the Gen- Jews. So you're wasting your time trying to get under the law. Because it's not written for you. I'm sorry if this offends you or whoever's listening to this on the tape. But it's the truth. The law is not made for the righteous, but for sinners and disobedient. Mm, the lawless and the disobedient. Paul said in 2 Timothy 4 through 7 8, Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. What kind of righteousness? Which the righteous judge shall give to me at that day, and not for me only but for all you that love his appearing. It is finished. So is this message. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for your word. And Lord, we again thank you for the rain. We thank you for this weekend. Thank you for all you're doing. And Lord, we just bless you. And we ask you, Lord, just to continue to put within our hearts our real identity that we have been recreated into your very image. And Father, we thank you for your word of your grace. And Lord, we thank you for that word of righteousness. We ask you, Lord, that that become real to us. We don't want to be babies sucking on milk. We want to have T-bones, ribeyes of your righteousness. And Lord, we thank you for the meat you've given us in Christ Jesus. Amen. 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 All right, you're dismissed. Go cook you a steak.